Facebook, for those of you who aren't on Facebook, he said, I mean, it's open to everybody, but he shared with me that it's very important that ministers get here. There's going to be a, just a fresh outpouring and just, oh man, the Holy Spirit's on this, a fresh like igniting, and it kind of goes along with what she said, um, for ministers. And so if you know somebody who's a minister of another church or whatever, this is a conference for other ministers. It's not just for our church. When we do a conference, it's for anybody. Um, so that's why it's also hosted by Revival. So please invite, please invite anybody who you know who's, who's got this calling that maybe they haven't answered, or maybe they're already pastoring somewhere, or whatever the case might be. But Get some of those invites. Make sure that you reach out and do your part and invite somebody. Um, and really specifically, if you know a minister, get, get them here. Tell them God has a special impartation he wants to give them. Amen? I'm excited about that. Hallelujah. And we'll be hearing from Jay Hoskins later this week. He didn't send me his video yet, but um, he's excited as well. And they keep asking me who's when. I don't know. God hasn't told me, so I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> and I told them that, too. I was like, we're all just going to collaborate and just flow. And so um, so I believe it's going to be a very powerful time in God's presence. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're happy to be back here. And yes, God, we were unplugged. There was no internet. You might have seen a few posts if you're on Facebook. That's because if we went into town, you could get internet suddenly for about 20 minutes. But where we were staying for um, Thursday, and for me, it was Thursday to Saturday, um, last Thursday to this Saturday, <laughs> um, there was no internet. And so you're unplugged, and you're just enjoying nature, God's presence, and it was just a really awesome time. Um, got to meet with Diane, who's the leader over at Passion Church Hayward. It's also my aunt. We got to have a good, awesome prayer meeting where God just imparted some awesome things to us. And, and he is just healing and restoring her body. And, and she's stepping into more that God has for her. So I'm excited for her. Um, so just keep that in prayer. Well, let's open in a word of prayer before we get into God's word. Father, we just thank you and praise you for this time and this opportunity to be in your presence, to hear your word, to be encouraged by your spirit, Lord. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to speak the words of God to each one of us and minister to us, Lord. Open up the eyes of our understanding. Let them be enlightened. Let us know the hope of your calling this morning. And just let us see your goodness. Let us sense your presence, Lord. I ask you for increase, Lord, in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, today um, I'm going to be talking about faith endures. Amen. And first I want to start off by reading to you a couple definitions of those two words. Faith is a firm belief in something for which there's no proof. It means you believe it, but you don't yet see it. Right? It's complete trust or confidence in someone or something. That's what God wants us to have is complete trust and confidence in him and what he said, even if we don't see it yet. Amen. So when God gives a prophetic word um, or when God speaks to you a promise through the word of God, even though you might not see the manifestation of it yet, faith believes it ahead of time. Amen. Hebrews 11.1, 1, he says it this way. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. It's like you can see it ahead of time yourself having that thing or having that promise at, in hand. Now, it might take some time for the fulfillment of that promise, but God is faithful. Amen? And so if we just stay in trust and have faith, we will see it in manifestation. Endurance. 
Endurance is the ability to withstand hardship or adversity. The ability to sustain a prolonged stressful effort or activity. Who here's ever gone through some of that? <laughs> Come on, be honest. It's not a lack of faith. We go through things. Jesus said, in this life, there will be troubles. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. In other words, we need to have faith in that phrase right there. Take heart. Be of good courage, for I have already come it. I've already overcome it. Hallelujah. So we're talking about faith and endurance. Amen. So endurance, um, one minister wrote this definition, a biblical definition. Endurance means getting through the trial without compromising or wavering. If you talk to someone who has continued with a strong faith in Christ, you'll find a common theme. In all the most difficult times of life, they've endured, and they did so by relying on Christ with them. Amen? Christ in us, the hope of glory. Greater is he that is in us than whatever we could face in this world. So we're talking about faith and endurance. Faith has endurance. <laughs> When you believe that God has spoken something to you or when you believe God's word and yet it doesn't look like it or it doesn't feel like it's true, faith stands strong through that trial, through that testing time. Faith believes the best. Faith hopes for the best. And faith trusts that God will work it out for our good. Amen? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, the Lord tells us, Trust in the Lord. Now, concerning these adverse, adverse uh, trials or temptations or situations that we may go through, whether it be spiritual, physical, financial, emotional, whatever the adversity may be, endure in faith. God says, how do you do that? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, for uh, and lean not to your own understanding. Don't lean to how you feel about it. Don't lean to how it looks in the natural. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. Have faith. Stand strong. And he will make straight your path. He'll make sure it comes to pass. He'll lead you the right direction. Amen? God doesn't want us to look at things just with our natural eye. Because if we do, we would get swayed something that's um, contrary to the word of God. So often, I'm sure you've experienced that feelings, emotions, and circumstances are contrary to what the Word of God says. And so it does take faith to believe him and take him at his word. It does take faith. It takes trusting that God's not a liar. Who believes that God tells the truth and only the truth? Okay, so that means that anything that's contrary to the knowledge of God, we need to Cast it down and have faith that God's word is true and stand strong during these times and these trials. And I'm pretty sure that there's a number of people, maybe all of us to some extent, are having some kind of trial why God would have me minister on this. But God just says stand strong and have faith. Endure through this because he's already gotten the victory. Amen. He has already gotten the victory. So don't see it with your natural eye. See with the eye of faith you having the answer ahead of time. What should we do when we go through trials and temptations, when we face adversity? We must trust and have faith in God. 
We must stand strong. You know, the Word of God talks about in James 1, um, he, he talks about us trusting and, and not, being, not wavering like a wave of the sea that's tossed to and fro. Because he says, that man shouldn't think he'll receive anything from the Lord. Right, And so what he wants us to do is stand strong. I just think of a sailboat with the, the pillar in the middle. And, I mean, yes, the waves are crashing. Yes, the wind is blowing. And the rain is coming down. Okay, You're in the middle of this storm. But God just gave me this picture a while ago of us holding on to that post, which is Jesus. Or that word, that promise, which is the promise of God. And holding on until that storm is over. Just stand firm. Don't be tossed by those waves. Yes, they may seem very real. Okay? But the devil's a liar. And God only tells the truth. And so stand strong on his word and you will see the manifestation. You will see that he is faithful to whom he has promised. And he promised this whole word to you. Amen? Hallelujah. Romans 5, 3 through 5 says this. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Let me read another scripture, then I'm going to talk about it a little bit. James 1, 2 through 4 says, um, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come, come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. <laughs> for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, needing nothing. Let me just read real quick again. Endurance is the ability to withstand hardship or or adversity, the ability to sustain yourself or stand strong, okay? So God's saying here, and I always thought it was kind of funny, that he tells us to have joy <laughs> when you're faced with temptations or trials or adversities. He's like, take heart, have joy about it. How could somebody have joy in the middle of a trouble, in the middle of a trial, in the middle of an attack of the enemy? How could you possibly have joy, you know? The whole point is the enemy's coming to kill, steal, and destroy your joy. What is your joy? Your joy is your strength. So God, because our joy comes from the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength, okay? So the enemy's coming to steal that joy or steal that peace or to steal and get your focus on him and the problem. But God, he's telling us to take heart and have joy in the midst of this. Why? Because this, this is a, a, a strengthening tool, if you will. It's a, it's, a, it's a testing of your faith. And if you'll stand strong and endure through it, you're actually going to be entire, needing nothing, one version says. Or you are going to be stronger coming out of that situation than you were before. Who can attest to that? That you've been through some things. God brought you through some things. That's why you're sitting here today. God's brought you through some things. Praise the Lord. But you are now, even though we don't like it in the middle of the storm, who likes a storm? Nobody. I was praying that the rain would pass when we are on our trip. I don't want storms. You know, you want beautiful weather all the time. We want peace and joy and love and goodness. And we want all the good all the time, right? But God's saying, take heart when these things come, when the enemy comes to try to attack you. Just have joy in the middle of it. 
because the joy of the Lord is your strength. But take heart because after this time of testing, if you'll stay standing and if you'll endure through it and keep your eyes on me, have faith that I'll bring you through, you're going to end up stronger than you were before. Amen. Some of us are stronger than others. <laughs> not, not because we're, you know, superheroes, but because we've gone through a lot. But God's brought us to the other side of things, and we are strong men and women of God. Amen? We're women and men of wonder. <laughs> You're supermen. We're women of wonder. Hallelujah. So I always thought that was funny. Count it all joy when you enter these things. Oh, joy, there's a trial ahead. I see it. <laughs> but God says, you're going to be stronger than before. Your faith is going to be built up. You have the, uh, this is a great opportunity for you to pump some spiritual iron. This is a great opportunity. Why? Because someone who's standing in faith in the middle of a storm, who do they run to? They should run to the Lord. Okay, so when you're in a storm, it, it, moves you to call out on the Lord in your day of trouble and he gives you rest. It moves you to dive into the word and all of a sudden you start getting revelation. It moves you to, to give God all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and all of a sudden he's able to download things, impart things, and strengthen you in your inner man by his spirit. It moves you to not, because you know when everything's good and fine and dandy, a lot of times we forget to do all that. But when we go through a trial... Oh, man, you know, if we're a believer, we, we're, the first thing we're doing is, Jesus, help. And guess what? He does help. He does. And in that trial, he's going to strengthen you. That's why he's like, count it all joy. This is an opportunity for you to pump some spiritual iron, for you to be stronger than you were before. So whoever's going through trials right now, Rejoice because you're going to be stronger than you were before, but keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't be discouraged, but stand strong. Endure through this. It's going to, it's going to pass. Amen? Hallelujah. Our, our endurance has a chance to grow. We're going to be stronger than before. James 1.12 says, God blesses those who patiently endure or stand strong during testing and temptation. Afterwards... You know, as long as we're staying, standing strong and not giving in, but we're standing strong and enduring and we're not going to give in, we're going to resist temptation. He says, afterwards, we will receive a crown of life that God promised to those who love him. I remember um, a, a time um, I went through, I taught a message on uh, testing, the season of testing or something like that. And I remember... Um, you know, I, I was doing what the word says to do, fighting the good fight of faith, you know, um, binding the enemy, putting on the armor of God, doing what I know to do in the word and, and just moving forward. You know, it was like, it seemed like it was a little season of one thing after another. And uh, I was spending some time with the Lord and all of a sudden Jesus appeared to me in my, my bedroom, closed vision, but I had a vision of Jesus and he had a crown. And he put it on my head, and he told me it's a victor's crown, and all of a sudden he shot me to the scripture. I didn't even know, I mean, I guess right then I didn't even realize the scripture existed. He brought, you know, it by revelation to me. Blessed are those who have patiently endured testing and temptation, for afterwards they will receive a crown of life that God's promised to those who love him. 
He was I was receiving this, this crown of life, this victor's crown for having stood strong during a time of testing. And that's what God wants from us. He doesn't want us to lose hope. He doesn't want us to lose faith when we go through stuff. He wants us to dive in. He wants us to spend more time with him. He wants us to cast our cares on him. He wants us to get into the word and definitely do not forsake the assembling of yourselves when you're going through testing and trial because it's your strength to have brothers and sisters by your side. Amen? Lifting your arms up. Like, um, yeah, just like Moses. Hallelujah. So get excited <laughs> if you're going through stuff. If you're going through stuff, you're being tested. Your faith is being tested, but it's going to grow. Your endurance is going to grow. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10, 23, he tells us, hold fast. Like, hold on tight because the wind is coming. <laughs> hold fast to your profession of faith. Why would you have to hold fast? Unless there's some things coming against you. Hold fast to your profession of faith and don't waver. Why would you waver unless there's a storm going on? So hold fast. This is his advice. To your profession of faith. Believe that you're going to receive the answer. Or believe that the storm's going to end. Or believe that you're coming to the other side of this thing. Hold fast to your profession of faith and don't waver during this season. For he is faithful to whom he has promised. Don't let your confession change just because circumstances look like it's not going to turn out. Don't let your confession change that, you know, by Jesus' stripes you are healed just because you're feeling symptoms. Don't let your confession or your faith in God change because the enemy's telling you things of doubt. Stand strong. In other words, hold fast. In other words, endure. For he's faithful. And he watches over his word to perform it. Hold on through the storm. Keep your faith and don't waver. Ephesians 6.13, he tells us, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you're able. See, unless you're doing this, you're not going to be able. Because he gives us equipment and able to, to, for us to endure. When back in the day, they would put... Um, armor on and, and nowadays they have like bulletproof vests and, and whatnot I don't know what all the army puts on but when they go into battle they put stuff on to protect themselves well guess what every day we're in a battle and it's a spiritual battle and we got God gave us armor he gave us direction of how we should walk and how we should live so that we're protected from these schemes of the enemy so that we have the armor and we can hold fast through the storm or the darts of the enemy so therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy. See, if you're not putting on God's armor, you may not be able to resist the enemy. You may give in to that temptation or that trial or that storm. Okay? By faith, I put on my heavenly armor every day. I slip on my shoes of peace. I wouldn't forget to put on my shoes going outside. So I'm going to put on my shoes of peace. I wouldn't forget to put, oh, well, I don't wear a hat, typically. I have a few. Put on my helmet of salvation, amen. My belt of truce, keep my pants up. <laughs> God wants us to put on this armor, put on our clothes, so that we're able to go out and withstand whatever might come our way. Amen. So that you'll, he says, then after the battle, you'll still be standing firm. You'll have endured by faith 
the trials. Amen. First Timothy, I know this is more of a teaching, but God wants us to, to get through this. He is going to bring you to the other side. He told the disciples, let's go over to the other side. But did that mean it was going to be smooth sailing from there? It didn't. It wasn't the case. He said, let's go over to the other side to give them a promise to hold on to. Because it was about to get rocky. It was about to get windy. Storms were about to come to where they actually felt like they were going to die. But God gave them a word to hold fast to. To, to stand firm and endure through. This, this situation. First Timothy 6.12, he says, Fight the good fight of faith and don't waver. Lay hold on eternal life. Wherefore thou art, um, whereto, I have a weird version here, whereto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. In other words, just hold on to it. Fight through it because God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful to whom he's called. Don't give up and just keep trusting in God. You know, we serve a God to where all things are possible. You know, so much through this life, when we are attacked by the enemy, he makes it look so impossible. He looks at it like it, he makes it look like impossible to be delivered. He makes it look like it's impossible to, to succeed in life, um, um, to advance um, financially. He'll make it look and discourage you that it's impossible to fulfill the plan that God has for you um, because of his bombardment of thoughts or feelings or whatever like that. His whole point is to make you believe the opposite of what's true. But God says, fight the good fight of faith and don't waver. Amen. Hold on and take God's word. That's why he says, out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. So find, you know, you might get a prophetic word, but then find two or three scriptures that go along with that. And say, I'm standing on this. And no matter what comes my way, no matter what things look like, whether it's the attack is spiritual, physical, financial, emotional, whatever the promise is to you, take the scripture, hold fast to it, and profess it. And don't waver in it. Keep standing. Keep having faith. God is faithful to whom he has promised. Is this speaking to anybody today? Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, there's no problem too big or too small for God. There's not a problem that's too big or small for God. And you know what? I love that we have a prayer team because, um, and, and, and those of you who are intercessors, and maybe you're not on the prayer team, but you know when you, when you spend time with the Lord, God will show you different people's faces and that you're faithful to just stand in the gap and pray for them. It means a lot. God can't get things done on earth until we pray it. He needs us to pave the way, you know? And so a lot of times, um, you know, you'll be randomly spending time with your family or driving somewhere or whatever. And if you're praying in the spirit, all of a sudden God will show you or put on your heart somebody. And it's because he wants you to pray for them. Why? Because they may be calling on God in their day of trouble. And God's using you to impart. God's using you to pave the way to get that answer through to them. Amen? So that they can receive peace or the promise of God or be helped in their time of need. God wants us to trust. God wants us to have faith in him that he's by our side. You know, he says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. That he's with us always. More and more I read the word, the more and more literal it is. He's literally with you all of the time. You know, and so 
It's funny, though, because we are just like the disciples. They, he was literally in the boat, and they're crying out to God, saying, we're going to die. Don't you care? And I know that we've all felt like that before, whether it be spiritual, physical, financial. You felt like, we're failing. But yeah, he's with you in the boat of life. You don't have a thing to worry about. With God, all things are possible. The problem is not um, that he can't do it. The problem is, is your eyes are focused on the problem and not on the answer, which is Jesus. Amen? With God, all things are possible to him who believes. To him who's standing and enduring in faith, whose eyes are fixed on the author and finisher of our faith. So when you're going through troubles and trials, you want to cast your cares on the Lord. You want to look to him for help in time of need. And you want to keep your faith, your trust, and your hope in him and not get sidetracked. Even though the opportunity is there, even though your problem, your situation might seem pretty big. Nothing's impossible for God. We're talking about the God who, who um, parted the Red Sea, who rained manna down from heaven, who turned water into wine. Amen. The God who, who did all these miracles, raised the dead and, and cast out devils and healed the sick. Whatever your problem is, it, it's in the word. And if he's done it before, he'll do it again. Amen. He's our provider. He's our supplier. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. I once taught a series on all the names of the Lord. This is who he is. So if we get our focus on him and have faith in who he is, he can work that thing out for you if you keep your eyes focused on him. Amen. Who here wants to see God work on their behalf? <laughs> who here wants to see the fulfillment of those promises in, in your life? Well, what we have to do to see it is endure. Have joy in the midst of the storm that Jesus is in the boat with you. Have joy because you're going to have a testimony. Because you will come to the other side of this. Amen? How can I say that with confidence? Because he said he never leaves us nor forsake us. And he is not a failure. If he says you're going to the other side, you're going to the other side. If he says by Jesus' stripes you were healed, you're healed. Amen? If he says that he supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory, then he does. So then have faith that his word is true and that he's faithful. If you'll stand strong and hold on in the midst of that storm and endure and continue in faith, he is faithful to whom he's promised. He will fulfill that which he has spoken. The word of God says he watches over his word and he performs it. So if he's ever spoken a word to you or you take his word, written word, and you're, you're putting, Lord, I'm applying these scriptures to my life. I take these as mine. He will watch over those words and perform it. You just need to hold on, hold fast, hold tight. Don't waver. Don't let go. Storm may be brewing. It might get stronger, might get less. Whatever the case, you're going to go to the other side if you hold tight. Amen. You can trust God to keep his word. Isaiah 55, 11, he says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Thank you, Lord, for not being a liar. But it will accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper to wherever I send it. 
in Ephesians 6:12 it says then you will become spiritually dull and indifferent and um, then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent instead you will follow the example of those who through faith and patience and um, faith and endurance received the promises of God so it takes faith and endurance to receive the promises of God there's all different versions that say it a little differently but it takes those two things to receive the promises of God. So God needs you to keep your trust in him and he needs you to hold on and endure through this thing. Amen. He has not left you. He's in the boat with you. And whether he flies you to the other side real quick or whether he's holding your hand into the middle of the eye of the storm, you will come out on the other side. Amen. You will have a testimony to share. Hallelujah. It's not too big. The Lord just said, whatever it is, big or small, it's not too big for him. So go ahead. Don't try to take it on your own. Go ahead and call on God in your day of trouble, whether it's big or small to, to anybody else. Call on God in your day of trouble, and he'll give you rest. And let me just say that rest is the confidence, the hope, the faith, or, or a word, or a, a pillar to stand on. He'll give you rest that you're going to come to the other side of this thing. Amen? Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those who um, he has called according to his purpose, to those who love him. Amen? God will work it out for your good. You may not know how. I used to sing a song. You may not know when, but he'll do it again. Amen. Who here has a testimony that God came through for them at some point in their lives? Okay. Did you come out on the other side of that thing? Did you come out stronger on the other side of that thing? Well, guess what? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it before, he'll do it again. So what did you do last time? You must have stood strong. You must have persisted in prayer. You must have confessed and not wavered. And you got to see the promises of God at work. Amen. The manifestation. Sometimes when somebody promises you something, it takes a little bit of time. But have patience. Because it's through patience and endurance that these people of God and the word of God received the promises of God. They got to walk it out because they didn't waver. They kept their focus on God. And I love that, you know, some God even shows some mistakes in there with Abraham. I mean, with, yeah, so uh, it took too long. So maybe I'm supposed to help God out in this way. You know, and he tries to help God out and makes a mess. But God's so merciful. Amen. And Abraham repented and kept his faith in God, and God still was faithful. Maybe we've made a mess sometimes. Maybe we've s stepped in and tried to fulfill, make a self-fulfilled prophecy come to pass and made a mess. Maybe we jumped ahead of God. Maybe we gave up and, and lost heart and, and lost hope. So just get back on. Just stand back up. And just hold fast. And just thank the Lord for his forgiveness and mercy and just hold fast to that profession of faith. Whatever he's promised you, he is able 
and he will perform. Amen? Again, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all of your ways, no matter what it is you're going through, no matter what trial, in all your ways, acknowledge him and his ability to see you through. That's my version. <laughs> in all your ways, whatever you're going through, just keep your focus, your attention, and your faith in God alone that his word will not return void, that his promises are true, that he is faithful to every generation. Every generation. So we see him faithful in the word, so that means he's faithful to us now. Amen? And he, I love it that if I see him faithful to somebody and I see somebody else get an answer to prayer, then if I will hold fast, if I will endure, if I will stand strong, if I will keep proclaiming the confession of my faith without wavering, I too, because he's not a respecter of persons, I too will see the fulfillment of the promises of God in my life. Amen? I'm sure we could all stand up and give testimony after testimony of God's faithfulness and of God's goodness of what he has brought us through. But we need to remember that when we're going through something new and remind God of what he spoke of. Remind God that he is able. He knows it, but it helps you to remind him. Amen? Matthew 19, 26, and this is the scripture. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God everything is possible. Luke 1, 37, he says, For with God nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. So even if your situation is not pretty, even if um, you're discouraged, even if it's a storm and you don't quite see through the storm to the other side, you have to trust and have faith in Jesus that he's going to bring you over to the other side. Amen? Whatever way he sees fit. Sometimes we see a supernatural deliverance. Boom. They, somebody gets an encounter from God and they are set free. Other times you see people having to really fight the good fight of faith and stand on the word and resist the enemy and all this. Whatever way, you're still going to end up with the same result as long as you stand, have faith, and endure. Amen? Because he is faithful. He's faithful. He promised Abraham something that was impossible. Actually, from all human standards, he, he couldn't have a kid. Actually, time had long passed. <laughs> but God said it. God said it. And he took him outside and he said, look at the stars. What was he doing? He was giving him something to focus on other than the natural. When God gives you a prophetic word or he gives you a vision or he speaks to you a few scriptures from the word of God, he's given you something to hold fast to, something to confess, something to focus upon rather than the negative. So he says, look at the stars. <laughs> and Abraham believed God. He took him at his word. And we, we know he messed up in the middle of it, but he, he got back on the horse. He took him at his word. And it says here in Romans 4.17, 
As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him who he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls the things that do not exist as though they were. This is faith. And we're, who we're having faith in is the same God that promised this to Abraham. He is the God who calls those things that be not as though it were. He is the God who causes water to come out of a rock. He is the God who can rain manna down from heaven. He is the God who has a host of heaven working on our behalf to make everything turn out for our good. Amen? So this is the God who raises the dead, who sets people free, who saves us from our sins and delivers us from every form of bondage, sets the captives free. So whatever trial or temptation you might be going through, it is possible to be delivered. It is possible to be set free. And faith believes God. Faith trusts God. Faith takes God at his word. Faith endures long and keeps trusting. I know there's some things that I remind God because he says put him in remembrance. I remind God. Um, there's some things that I stood on because he told me it uh, 15, 20 years ago. But then there's other things that I've seen fulfilled that were things that God promised. So I'm like, well, he's going to do it. I just don't know when or how, but that, that's not my concern. He's faithful, and he will fulfill it. So I'm not going to change what I believe because of what I think the circumstances look like or what it feels like. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Amen. Hallelujah. Galatians 6, 9, he tells us, so when you're going through these trials or these temptations or these uh, adversities, he tells us this advice. He says, let us not get tired of doing what is good. What's the doing good? It's the holding on. It's the endurance. It's the confession of your faith. Don't grow tired in doing what is good. Listen to this. At just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing or your promise or your answer or your deliverance or your freedom at just the right time if you'll endure, if you'll not get tired of enduring and you'll hold fast, at just the right time, you will reap if you don't give up. Nobody ever won a race by throwing in the towel. Thank you, Jesus. Make me sound really smart. Seriously, whoever won a race by saying, oh, I can't do this? Nobody. Who, nobody ever finished a race by throwing in a towel. Well, you're not going to get through the storm to the other side of it if you give up and sit down. But to those who endure, God's on that. To those who endure, to those who hold fast, to those who keep believing, he is faithful to whom he's promised. Amen? So let's not get tired, he says, of doing what is good. For at the right time, you will reap this harvest of blessing. Blessing is, I can say with confidence, those of you who are holding fast, blessing's on its way. Those of you who have been standing strong and confessing and believing and not wavering, the promise of God is on its way. The fulfillment of his word is on its way. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Habakkuk 2.3, he says, But these things I plan won't happen right away. <laughs> Slowly, steadily, but surely the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, don't despair. Don't get into worry. Don't start wavering. <laughs> if it seems slow, he says, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. It will not be overdue even a single day. God's faithful. God's faithful. Some of you are believing for children. God's faithful. Not meaning like having a child, like you're believing for their salvation or their turnaround. God's faithful. And maybe you're believing for a child, and that came out of my mouth. God's still faithful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't give up. Never give up. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And don't lean to what your own understanding feels or says or thinks or what others say or think. Don't swerve or waver. So often in the scriptures, he keeps talking about wavering. Don't waver. Don't waver. He's faithful. Don't waver. Amen? He's the God who caused the walls of Jericho to fall. I mean, he caused such strength to come upon Samson that he pushed down the walls and killed the army with a jawbone of a donkey. And I almost said the other word. <laughs> Clayton got one of those. Clayton and uh, Ashton. Yeah, an ox jaw. Anyways, Hebrews 6.12 says this. I mean, I'm just going to paraphrase. Follow the example of those who inherit the promises of God because of their faith and endurance. Well, if they had to have endurance, then it wasn't easy. But yet they're the ones who receive the promises. So he never said it was going to be easy. In fact, he told us, in this life, there's going to be trials. But take heart. Have hope. Have faith. For I have overcome the world. Anything that could happen, I've already overcome it. Remember, he's with you always. Always. Even until the end. Amen. Isaiah 43, 26. This is a scripture I quoted already. But he says, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. It helps you to remind God of his promises, but it, and, and, and he tells us to put him in remembrance, to keep it before your eyes. Why? Because then that's where your eyes are fixed, on his faithfulness, on his goodness, and, and reminding him, Lord, you said this, and you watch over your word, and you perform it. So I just thank you that this is coming to pass. I thank you, Lord, that in due season I will reap because I am not going to faint. I am going to see the faithfulness of God. I am going to see the fulfillment of this thing. I'm going to see the promises of God manifested in my life because you spoke it. And the thing is, it's so awesome because along the way when we're believing God, he'll plant seeds, whether it's by the scriptures, like a rhema word that just 
pierces your heart or a, a message or a prophetic word or you're spending time with him and he gives you a vision and you have the answer, he gives you this along the way sometimes so that you have something to hang on to. Well, just know that, that he's showing you that you're going to have the answer. So just hang on. Just hold fast. Keep confessing. You're doing good. Don't give up because you're about to reap a harvest of blessing and promises of God. Amen. If you don't give up. So if you're here and you're still believing for some kind of promise of God, and I know that's all of us, if you're still waiting on a fulfillment of something um, by his word or by his spirit that he has spoken to you, just keep standing. Just continue with faith and endurance because that's how those who are following in the word of God, that's how they received the promises of God. Through faith that God can do it and that he's with you and endurance through whatever the storm might be. God is able. Amen. Faith endures. So his word will not return void. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word will not return void. It will be accomplished in our lives. Whatever you said, it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah.